0: welcome and thank you for joining the society for clinical research sites for scrs talks i'm jimmy bechtel the vice president of site engagement for the society scrs talks is a program that allows our partners and those that we work closely with to take a few minutes to address issues of industry concern share exciting achievements and learn more about our community today we have scott gray the ceo of clincierge Scott is here with us because in an upcoming article for the SCRS Insight Journal, Scott is going to highlight some statistics from an independent IRB-approved survey of patients and caregivers regarding participation in clinical trials. For each challenge presented, Scott will offer a practical strategy for making participation easier and encouraging patient retention. He's also going to be able to describe some of the financial risks that come with patient dropout for trial delays. And so Scott is here to share and highlight some of what he'll be um, discussing in that article. So, Scott, uh, thank you for being here. I think this is your second SCRS Talks podcast with us. So, uh, again, thanks for uh, joining us for a second time. But if you wouldn't mind, for those of us that might not have heard your first podcast, uh, introduce yourself and talk a little bit about what you do and what Clinciers does.
1: Thank you, Jimmy. Good afternoon. It's always a pleasure to be with you, um, our SCRS colleagues, and be able to have some dialogue with the sites, especially when you do your your convention. I'm the the CEO of Clincierge, and we have been in existence for about seven years doing trial support services.
0: Excellent. Thanks, Scott. Again, talking a little bit about that independent survey that your organization, Clinciers, recently conducted. Exploring the experience of patients and their caregivers as it pertains to participation in clinical trials. Can you share some of the insights from that survey?
1: Yes. Um, And so actually to to explain a little bit about the survey itself, we worked with an independent agency, Insight and Measurement, to conduct the trial using the population of patients who are enrolled with rare clinical voice, a rare patient voice, excuse me. And so, so Insight and Measurement worked with their database to query patients about their experience in clinical trials. Um, what we learned, um, some of which we knew from our, our several years of working directly with patients, but there was, um, be- because of wanting to keep privacy in place, we weren't able to survey the patients that we support directly. So this was a great avenue for us to get information. Um, What we learned is that the logistics of participating in a trial cause a significant burden for many patients. The financial burdens, whether there be travel and logistical burdens, uh, for example, 62% of patients say travel, stop them from participating in a clinical trial. So that's a we see that's a huge burden in this clinical trial space.
0: Interesting, Scott. Um, and I think would be a really valuable insight into some of the, I guess, assumptions that a lot of us in the industry already make, um, but to quantify a little bit of what that burden might look like. So we mentioned in the introduction that there are risks um, and, and, and challenges associated with dropouts and trial delays, but can you share what some of those risks come from and, and what, what those risks are as they are associated with dropouts and or trial delays?
1: Well, let's look at some of the financial risks first. Um, there are, estimates do vary, but one report indicates that it costs an average of $6,500 to recruit a single patient. Into a clinical study, so knowing the patient's individual needs and how they will be met, for many it eases the perception of the perceived burdens of participating and can help reduce this figure substantially. Um, so, with the cost of recruitment and the fact that dropout rates currently average about thirty percent, the the frequency of dropout causes extension of the life of a trial. Extending the life of the trial, we know, cost more money in maintaining and monitoring sites. It delays the timeline for collecting the outcomes data that is required to submit for FDA approval. And it slows down the potential of bringing new products or treatments to market that can help many more patients. Um, and actually, tying back to your first question, One of the the most amazing things that the um, survey that we did, the Voice of the Patient study, is that all of these people really want to participate because they want to help others who may be suffering from the same condition.
0: That's exactly right, Scott. That's something we hear a lot: is that patients generally do want to participate, but uh, as we've discussed previously, and and I'm sure some of the survey shares insights into, it's these burdens that we place onto the patients and the sites that really cause a lot of this dropout and, and trial delay. So um, I'm glad to, to hear you mention some of those points and bring some of those things up. So thank you. Uh, but speaking to those barriers for, for participants and caregivers, how can sites reduce some of those barriers? And, and how, I guess another way to phrase that, how can we encourage better patient retention through reducing those barriers?
1: One of the things that I would ask from the sites is that, that they, they ask for the type of support services that clinciers can provide. The sites have enough of a burden just managing the study that dealing with the socioeconomic factors that are outside of the trial that affect patient participation. Can't they, it's not a burden that they can absorb and solve for, and that's where we're ve- we're very, very well positioned to help with that. So if they're telling the sponsors, the CROs, to engage with us in the design of the study, then we can help them perform better. And then there are there are instances where we are integrated into the design and the operation of the study. But sites are unsure of what we will do and whether we will be truly helpful, and I ask them to, to make sure that they're engaging with, when our team comes to them and says that we're available to help support the patients they're enrolling, that they allow us to do what we do best, and that's provide the support service.
0: It is a tremendous burden on both the sites and the and the patient. So it's great to hear that there are organizations like yours that exist to help alleviate some of that that burden. And it's also excellent to hear that there's data supporting um, the direction that these types of services can and can help the sites head in. So thank you uh, for that as well. What advice do you have for our industry partners then to help support sites and patients in overcoming those challenges? We talked about what the sites can do, um, but what, again, can our industry partners do?
1: So we hear a lot about patient centricity, and what I would ask them to do is expand their, their perception of what patient centricity means. It doesn't just mean the way the trial is designed from a medical perspective, such as uh, the way a device is used or whether they can do some part home monitoring and make it easier. But think of, again, going back to the those socioeconomic barriers, is the person that you want enrolled in the trial a single mother of three whose child can be enrolled in a pediatric study? However, how does she manage the children and get the child, one child to the site study, the study site, and how, how does she manage all of those logistics when it becomes completely her financial and time burden? And that's where the procurement groups within pharma need to look up and look out in the distance and understand what the value of this service can provide. The value of our service is insignificant when you consider that for, in, in, in some instances where estimates, again, estimates do vary. But there's some projection that a day lost in market for a rare disease treatment may lose the company $600,000 a day, where a day lost in market for a blockbuster drug may be losing as much as $8 million a day. It's not that expensive to provide these services,
0: especially when you compare it to statistics like those, because I have indeed heard similar statistics. Um, and even just looking past the, the the drug on the market, just the dollars associated with trial delay, even for a day, a week, a month because of services of or lack of services, is right. also just as staggering. Mm -hmm. The constant monitoring
1: that has to be done when a trial is just continuing and continuing because of dropouts and delays.
0: That's exactly right. So, Scott... Uh, thank you for sharing a lot of what your um, your perspective, what the survey that you uh, did, the results around that, and, and some of the barriers and solutions really to those barriers that our, our industry partners can implement. But as we wrap up here, where can our listeners go to find out more information about this survey and uh, the results then that you have been able to interpret as an organization?
1: Yes, listeners can go to our website, clincierge.com to access a link to the entire voice of the patient study we conducted.
0: That's excellent. I'm uh, glad to know that it's um, so easily accessible and publicly available. So thank you and and big thanks to Clinciers for conducting research like this for our industry. And uh, thank you for being here with us today to share those results. Uh, We we tremendously appreciate it. And I know that the site community appreciates it as well. Very much my pleasure, Jimmy. Thank you. For everyone listening, make sure that you register for upcoming summits like our European Site Solution Summit being held November 14th and 15th in Lisbon, Portugal, by visiting the summit page on our website, myscrs.org. While you're on that website, also be sure to check out our other SCRS publications for the community in the publications section. I appreciate everyone's participation in today's program and look forward to having you join us for more great content in the future. Thank you all for listening.